0: Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Front Kicks and Throat Cuddles Podcast, a show dedicated to the crazy world of mixed martial arts. Join your hosts, Laurel, Ty, and Jordan, as they break down all the latest and biggest news and bouts. This is the one podcast that will never let the fight go to the judges. Live from your favorite podcast listening device, it's
1: KTC crew, we are back with another episode of the Front Kicks and Throw Cullers podcast. It's Laurel, it's Ty, and it's Jordan. We are back after a week off, because I know for sure I need some recovery time after watching what happened to Dustin Poirier. In fact, the only UFC action I took in was the Ultimate Fighter episodes, but I am recovered. But after further review, we are making this episode hella short. But next <laughs> week is going to be
0: huge. Ginormous. I see what happened there. I see what happened there.
1: But yeah, there's a lot going on, but we wanted to make sure we all gave you the UFC coverage or the MMA coverage that you very well deserved. But rest assured you that episode 83 is going to be our big episode. We're going to cover almost everything under the sun that we've missed Mm
0: -hmm.
1: over these past, that we'll be missing. So... Mm -hmm. The way we're gonna break this down, I'll do that first before we do introductions. We're just gonna cover the main and co-main of UFC Nashville, because from what I heard, it was not that great. Um, That might be saying a lot. And then we're gonna do our UFC 78 picks, which on paper does not look that great. Uh, But hopefully other than what's not looking so great, are you two at least doing great? (laughs) And Jordan says no. um Yeah, he's battling. He's battling a cold. Uh, Some of another reason why we're keeping this one short.
0: I'm fantastic.
1: Good for you. Love it. I'm afraid. I mean, that's of talk. kind of
0: a, that's kind of an exaggeration of what I really am. But
2: <laughs> I'm afraid to talk because by talk I'm going to cough. But, uh...
1: <laughs> cough drops, my dude. Cough drops.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah so before we came on we were trying to give jordan a lot of things that he needs to take in order to feel better because he's got
0: a big day tomorrow
1: so
2: <laughs> don't even <get> started.
0: <laughs> one so, of them will keep us on the explicit rating so we decided not to share that yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that, we don't well do what you want to do when you're not listening to this, po- Or maybe when you're listening to this podcast. We don't know what, we don't care what you're doing while you're listening to this podcast, but.
0: This is true. This is true. <laughs> but
1: let's go I ahead. I mean,
0: I kind, I don't care what you're doing while you listen to the podcast, but I don't want to know what it is. That's fair. That's fair. That's, totally that's fair.
1: fair. I'll give you that one. Yeah, Yeah, we don't want to know. Like, don't give us excruciating details on what you're doing when you're listening to the podcast or when you're not listening to the podcast. But that's for our benefit, because, woo, yeah, you do that. But I kind of don't want to know, so we don't want to know. Um, so UFC Nashville. Let's do a quick, just a quick grade. I didn't get a real chance to watch it, um. But from what I heard, it there were some okay moments, but mostly it was from what I've gathered from Twitter, it was not that great.
0: No. Oh, I actually gave it a B plus.
1: Okay. I, I thought it was it,
0: bad.
2: I would give it like a B minus, maybe a C plus. Okay. Whoa. Yeah, I think Sanhagen and Tatiana Suarez really carried it.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Interesting. There were some knockouts and some submissions, and mm-hmm.
2: I think the crowd was great.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the crowd was fantastic. Yeah. Maybe that's what kept me in it.
1: <laughs>
2: it I mean, they were really, really good. Now we're going yeah. back to the Apex, which is yeah, great.
1: yeah. So yeah, we know how Apex cards go. Um, but yes, I did see a couple of highlights. Um, Diego. Well, well, I mean, Diego Lopez. Well. I'll talk about we'll talk about him next week um because that was one that i was kind of i was really impressed in but to keep it short and sweet we are just sticking to main and co main so at with the co-main events um tatiana suarez i am. i thought for sure this fight was gonna be like what's the word like it was gonna be a lot more competitive but from what I saw with the stats and from the highlights, Tatiana dominated that fight from start to finish, even though it only lasted what six and a half minutes. Yeah,
0: I I do not know where Jessica Andrade's head is, but she's not she's not her best self.
2: Well, she did fight someone that broke her.
0: She did. <laughs> <laughs> This is true. And she is still broken. Okay,
2: yeah, you see? I wasn't lying. I was not lying.
0: <laughs> she you is still know, broken. There's actually one thing I should mention about
1: that is I think Jessica and Josh should just stop taking short notice fights now. Wow, well, That's because a good point. I, Cause I think the whole I mean, like it's good, like that puts you in a good limelight for the UFC, but to have even third of your training camp to help them out, like I, I want to see Josh's next fight be a scheduled fight for it to be a long-term, long wait—not wait, long training camp type of fight. No more of these. At least right now, don't take any more short notice fights,
2: especially against someone like Tatiana Suarez.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, well, that brings up the question of who she's specifically in a fight that's in the top ten right now. No one.
1: Mm, yeah, I don't. I think after that performance, well. Not that it was her fault, but I just And I want
2: division too, because she keeps on going between straw weight and flyweight. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so let's see. She's fought in Blanchfield, um, Jan Shanan. Excuse me. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. And then yeah, Tatiana Suarez. And all three of those fights were within March, April, May, June, July. But yeah, three fights in a six month span.
0: Whenever her next fight is, it should be on the prelims. Oh. Ouch. Big ouch. Yeah.
1: Oh, and let's also not forget that she also fought. Yeah, she fought Lauren Murphy beginning. So she's actually fought in four times this year. But the Lauren Murphy fight was the only one that was scheduled, and she actually dominated that one as much as that hurts my heart. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think. Jessica Andrade should, yeah, one, take an opponent, take someone that can give her that confidence back and just stop taking short-notice fights. Yeah. Um, Bad stuff. With Tatiana's win, let's see, I can't remember what she's ranked now, but I think, well, Jean, Jean-Louis Lee's fighting next weekend. So, do we think Tatiana should get the winner of that fight, or should she get one more fight?
2: I think she's in she's in the title picture. I think they have to see what happens first, but she's for sure in there
0: yeah okay. yeah I, I would
1: I actually would not disagree with that. She was actually maybe a fight or two away from fighting for the title before these long nagging injuries she was dealing with. So I would not be. I mean, especially since she just fought a former title, um, a former title holder. Like he, it's kind of gives her that resume that allows her to go up a little bit more. Um, I know. We'll see. I'm trying. I can't even remember who in the top five. Let me see. I just want to see real quick where she is before we continue because I'm kind of curious. I know they probably released it today. So Tatiana Suarez is, is yeah, number four in the UFC. Um I could I could see if she doesn't fight for the title that they can power pair her up against Jan Xiaonan, if I'm saying that properly, for a number one title fight, for a number one title, a title eliminator fight, basically. That would be the only reason I can see Tatiana not getting the title shot is if they give her Jan instead.
2: I can see that. I can see that scenario playing out what you're referring to.
1: Yeah. So we'll see what happens next week. And then I think from there on, I actually wouldn't be surprised if Tatiana was in Boston next week just checking out the fight. I mean,
2: it does seem like this Boston card is a very big one.
1: Oh, Yeah. (laughs) But now we've reached our main events. Um, I didn't get to see a whole lot of it. from, But from what I understand, um, there are really two things. Um, and actually, one thing before we even start this conversation. Cora Sanhagen mentioned that he had suffered an injury during the fu- during the first round. And that's why he went into his heavy wrestling that he did against Rob Fawns. And the second part of it was that Dana White apparently left the fight in the fourth round because he thought it was like the, it was really bad. So from the eyes of two of my amazing talented co-hosts who might, who watched the fight, what did we, what did you see?
2: Uh, For yeah, me, I yeah. thought he fought fantastic. Yeah. I he had to do what he had to do, especially with the injury concern that he had. He tore his tricep. I think it was in the very first mm-hmm. round. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was fighting a guy on short notice. Uh, he just had to get out of there with a win, no matter what. And that's what he did. Hit mm-hmm. The biggest hole in his game was wrestling and grappling. And he proved that he's gotten a lot better at that. I mean, what else do you want? I mean, we already know Hagen is one of the most dangerous strikers in the UFC. So, I mean, why risk it against someone like Rob Font, who has nothing to lose in this scenario, just get the W and move on. I thought I thought it was perfect. Uh, also, I am quite a little bit biased. I mean, I am a big Sanhagen guy. You know, my three guys are, you know, O'Malley, Oliveira, and Sanhagen. So I, I always love when they fight. But I think Corey did what he had to do. And uh, I thought he fought beautifully.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's no shame. And I just personal opinion, Dana is so disrespectful. I mean, I honestly still cannot forgive him for um, betting on and tuning into a boxing match in the middle of a Nunez fight. Yikes.
1: Wait, was that really during a Nunez fight? I thought it was... um...
0: No, it was, uh, I'm sorry. Who was that? Rose.
1: Yeah, I think it was oh, a Rose fight. Rose.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's your <coughs> kid being nice about it. <laughs> yeah, he's weird. just so disrespectful. Yeah. Some of the trash he trots out there in matchups on other events, and he's gonna get up in the U in a in the Sanhagen font fight and leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude.
1: Another thing that kind of irked me about, I mean, this is kind of going off, like that he wasn't there for the BMF title fights. Like, I thought that, like, you have your two biggest superstars, possibly in the entire UFC, and you decide to go on
0: your vacation during that weekend. I get it. Everybody wants to do a vacation, but geez, Louise, let's try and, like, have a break in between fight weeks every once in a while. That... <laughs>
1: And this is kind of why we took off last week because like, yo, you're putting all these fights together like, oh, like I can decide to show up whichever one I want to. but yeah, like give give us a break like you're it's your like it's not our fault that you decide to book fights from after Memorial Day weekend up until God knows when we're gonna have a next break September, <laughs> yeah, I think the next one I think the next break, I think is like September thirtieth because so far yeah. nothing has been scheduled for that yet.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: yeah, but that does. So, thank you for providing me for that information. I did not realize how well he did fight because, given with what he did, then. Well, but when he had mentioned he had gotten hurt, like then the, it totally makes sense. And we, I saw in the um, in St. Hagen's fight against Sterling when he couldn't beat him on the ground like it seemed like he really was working on the ground game and kudos to him for working on something that was breaking well not broke him but
0: Mm -hmm.
1: one of his weaknesses i should say yeah but that covers our brief ufc nashville um results and laurel before we make our final uh, before we make our ufc vegas 78 picks which will be the final segment of the week Check to update the, everyone on the standings, especially since we didn't get to cover UFC two ninety two no two ninety
0: one. Yes. Uh, let oops. Um, I'm at sixty six and fifty six. Uh, Jordan is at sixty three fifty nine, and Ty is sixty
1: eight fifty five. Oh, so Laurel, you're in the lead now. No. No, you're in the lead.
0: No. Oh, am I still in the lead? Yeah.
1: Wait.
0: Oh, am I still in the lead? Yeah,
2: no, I mean No, no,
1: no. You see no. that? You see that? I'm, I'm dead serious. Like, I thought you said that you I had mean, like 69 wins. It would wins be a Phillies 60... fan. It would be a <laughs> Phillies
2: fan. It was, re- it was ridiculous.
1: Hey, be <laughs> lucky we didn't have the podcast last week. Otherwise, I would have been bragging about those Phillies. Yeah, too bad we <laughs>
2: traded our guys and we had to wait a day and lose a game on
1: purpose <laughs> and then all that. But whatever.
0: No, I said 66.56 for me. Oh,
1: 66. I think I said 69 for some odd reason.
0: No, 63.59 for Jordan. I mean, and that's what 68, I 68.55 for you. We
2: get it, Ty. We get it.
0: Yeah, thanks a lot.
1: <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, I'll say, though, that this this week is going to be tough because, as Laurel mentioned before we went on, he- Abraham <laughs> some of these names. Um, so let's see. first up is Josh Freeman versus Jamie Pickett. Um, I don't even know. I, I mean, I know Jamie Pickett and a little bit of Josh Freeman, but it's just it, it's just one of those where I just threw a dart and picked one. And I pick Josh Freeman to win this fight.
2: All right. Well, I guess Ty is just going to be copying me again, like how he did last week. <laughs> uh, I'll be going out with Josh as well.
0: Yeah, I um I actually like Jamie Pickett as a fighter, but as a recent, he hasn't shown me enough to be like convince me that he's gonna win against Josh Freeman. Mm-hmm. So. so all three
1: for Josh Freeman.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: right, Got AJ Dobson versus Taefon. I'm not gonna try to pronounce his last name, or at least I'll try. Nick Nichu Iwi. Sorry, sorry Taefon. Um,
0: just make it up. That's what I do.
1: Yeah. If only were that easy. Um. Well, Tafon, I think he's only fought, I think it's only his second UFC appearance, if I'm not mistaken. Dobson hasn't been in for long either. Uh, actually, Tafon is going to be making his middleweight debut. He's com- coming down from light heavyweight. Um,
0: Which I think will be a good weight for him.
1: I think so, too. And it, with that, actually, actually, funny thing is, with that being said, I'm actually going to go with, I think he's a little bit of an underdog. No, actually, I think he's a favorite. But I w- I'm actually going to go with Tafon on this fight.
0: You are? Mm-hmm. That's an interesting strategy.
1: I know.
2: Well, for me, I'll be sticking with my guy, AJ Dobson. Uh, <laughs> I watched him in the Dayton White Contender Series. Uh, I liked him there. I still like him now. I think he bounces back and he gets his first win.
1: Love it.
0: Yeah, I was going to go with um, AJ as well. I like him as a fighter, and I think that Tafon has a little bit too much of a weak chin for me, and so I'm just not very confident that he's going to pull this one off.
1: Fair, okay, that's fair. Um, I think I pretty much went with Tafon was because of Dobson's um, his recent struggles, which he, he it's gone to decision so. But, I mean, the point is that the fight isn't supposed to go to the judges, as we've all said before. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just something about... I, I feel like this is where Tafon could probably turn the corner this time around. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm very well prepared to go a minus one against the both of you. So. Plus uh, one. <laughs> um, next up, um, I'll let you go first for this one, Laurel. We have Pollyanna Vienna versus Yasmin... Lucinato.
0: Yeah, so we have an interesting pairing here with Pollyanna. Um, no slouch herself uh, in the submission game on on this one. Uh, when she lets it go to decision, she usually loses. So um, I think it's important for her to, of course, finish. Mm-hmm and she, she loses just cause she's not, she's not busy enough in, in my opinion, she I'm, su- I'm always surprised at her ranking, like, like where she sits just based on who she has fought. I really like Lucindo as as my pick for the winner on this one. I think that she is, except for her fight against um, Yasmin, has has done very well for herself in, in her weight class. And I think that she's going to uh, get another W here.
2: That is the exact reason why I'm picking Lucindo. I think she's going to Absolutely, torch Pollyanna. Uh, that fight mm-hmm. with Yasmin was so good. She she got that dog in her, so uh, and she's a finisher to herself. So uh, I think she gets it done and uh, she wins uh, rather easily. I would say. Uh,
1: well, be a perfect three for three on this one because I am also going to Yasmin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I for the record, I did almost pick Pollyanna, but after like really looking at both these fighters, I'm like, yeah. I, I, Pollyanna's really hit or miss. Um, and I just don't think she fares very well against solid strikers.
0: Yeah, she does not. Yeah. Yep.
1: All right. Uh, next, we have Khalil Roundtree versus Chris Dawkis. Um, oh.
0: Crazy.
1: Excuse me. Excuse me. Uh Jordan, go ahead first on this one.
2: I really like this one, uh, because it's uh Chris Dock's uh debut at uh uh light heavyweight. Uh mm-hmm. there's already a, a picture of him, like you know, leaned up and he looks pretty good. He still has to weigh in, so hopefully he makes weight. But uh, I think this is his weight class. I think he's gonna look good here. He was good at heavyweight, but you can tell some of the bigger guys were just Getting, uh, taking advantage of them a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Cleo Roundtree is always good. I like heavyweight, but I think going down to 205 for Dawkins is going to be the uh, main factor in this. So I got Chris Dawkins in his light heavyweight debut getting a win. Right.
1: Uh, Yeah, this one was kind of tough. Um, Yeah, as we know, I actually like really did research on this one because I was thinking, oh, wait a second. Like this seems like a little bit of an interesting move that Chris Daucus is moving down to- I mean, I mean, there's no way of going up if you're a heavyweight. So I can kind of understand that situation. Um the one thing that kind of could I honestly think there is an opportunity for Chris Dawkis to win this fight. Um, but if he were fighting uh a- who was it? Not fighting. If he if he was fighting someone that likes to take things to the ground, then he would have been in a lot of trouble. Uh good thing for him, Khalil Roundtree doesn't like to go to the ground. He likes to strike as well. Um, Khalil Roundtree is not the most like I'm looking at his stats right now. The fact that he only averages 3.67 significant strikes landed per minute with an accuracy of 42%. For a light heavyweight, that's a little shocking to me. Um and he only has half an inch reach advantage. Um, but I don't know, just something like and Laurel will know this from the times we've done the podcast. Like every time we've picked again, we've picked Chris Dawkus, or we feel like he's gonna do really well, it, it just doesn't end up going well. And for me, it's more of a I have to see it in order to be convinced that this could be it. I mean, for all we know, 205 could be Chris Daukes's, um weight class, but until I can see it, I'm gonna go with Khalil Roundtree.
2: Tustu? Hmm.
0: I, um, I have a, a fear of, of picking Chris Dawkins. Uh, but at the same time, I do believe that Chris Dacus is the the better striker overall um, in in accuracy, punches thrown, punches landed. I mean, I think if you look at him all the way around, he's built to be he's built like a striker, um, and he has excellent takedown defense. And so I think that he I I don't know. I hate choosing against Khalil Roundtree, but I do believe that Chris Docas would is is the better fighter coming into it if he makes weight and if he's not too tired.
1: Mm. So you're going.
0: I'm going with Chris Docas.
1: Okay. I just want to point out that. Jordan had like this big grin on his face and then it just went completely down. <laughs> <laughs> He's like so excited that he was gonna get plus one on both of us. <laughs> and then when he mentioned Docus, like um, unbelievable.
2: <laughs> um
1: all right, so we've gone to our gotten to our coming, we have arrived at our coming events. Uh Cub Swanson versus Akeem Dawadu. So Swanton is now back at Featherweight after his one, his brief one fight stint at Phantom Weight. Um, I can't remember if it went that well. Um, is Haki
0: moving way. down?
1: uh, that's actually something I was trying to look at too. Um, his last
0: weight was 149 and a half.
1: Well, I think he fought he fought at catch weight, I think, last time.
0: Oh, okay. Um well, he's got an amazing reach advantage.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, the fight against Rosa was, actually, I'm going to double check real quick, but I'm fairly certain that was a catch weight. This was, hold the phone here. Oh, no, it does say it was featherweight. Maybe it was a catch weight, and I just am not thinking off, thinking straight. Um, yeah, he definitely has a big reach advantage. Um, but Cub Swanson's a veteran of the game. Like I would not be surprised either way if he came away with the victory in this one um but i I think I'm gonna go with the reach- reach advantage here, and Dawadu I think is probably one of the better Canadian fighters out there um so this actually might be one fight that at least I'll tune into and see how it goes um, but give me a king Dawadu for this fight. I think it's gonna be a very i know I don't like we don't like fights going to the judges, but I think this is gonna be one of those very close decision fights mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna Hakeem as well, mainly on just the reach. I mean, I reach he has a, that's a significant reach advantage. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he's just gonna be quicker and faster in the cub too. So give me Hakeem. Three of
0: three.
1: Three of three. Which this one's actually understandable. So yeah. yeah. All right, so our main event of the evening. I will tell you, this one, I feel, could go either way. So we have Vicente Luque versus Rafael Dos Anjos, otherwise known as RDA. Um, RDA coming back up to welterweight. Like, he's one of those, he's another one of those fighters that kind of fluctuates between either he's a lightweight or he's a um, welterweight. I mean, the guy is really really good at both weight classes so I don't think it really matters which weight he's at um, Vicente Luque has kind of been not so much on the downward trend but like he was really close to fighting for a title until I can't remember who it was he lost to I'm going to actually double check real quick He, oh, whoa hello he, oh, he just lost to someone I think if I'm not mistaken it Oh, now I remember. It was um, yeah, Jeff Neal, and then he lost to uh, Bilal Muhammad, uh, recently. Uh, actually, this will be Vicente Luque's first fight in over a year. Um, so, oh, oh, gosh, I feel like this fight can, this fight honestly could go either way. Um, but give me the guy that's been consistently fighting and has been fairly successful in a way in two different weight classes. I'm going to actually go with Rafael Dostanos in this fight. I think it's going to go all five rounds, though, unfortunately.
0: same.
2: I mean, I would just quickly say Vicente Luque has disappointed me uh, the past two fights, especially against Bilal. I'll never forget that fight. And uh, I'll give him a shot at redemption. Uh, I'll be going with Luque. Uh, I just think he's going. He should be the fresher fighter. RDA has been through some wars. Luque has been through some wars as well. But I mean, he—I'm not mistaken. He is a younger. Um, I don't think he has that much of a experience as RDA does because RDA has been fighting for it seems like a while now. So I think Luque is gonna get it done. It's a shot at redemption for me because whenever I pick him, he loses. But give me Vicente Mm. Luque, just because he's a lot younger, fresher, and should be the better fighter at this stage of his career.
1: All
0: right, all right,
1: all right. So that covers our UFC Vegas seventy nine picks. Sorry, couldn't think for a second. And actually, ultimately ends the podcast but before i do want to go i did want to point this out laurel's favorite fighter is back and signed a new contract (laughs) what oh you don't you didn't hear is it the the lazy king what what
2: wait wait, wait, what what are we talking about
1: (laughs) We're, we're, we're talking about the heavyweight that just completely wowed us with a flying knee. Oh, oh I thought you were talking <laughs>
2: about someone the PFL signed the lazy no. thing, that guy.
1: No, um Derek Lewis signed a new eight fight deal.
2: Well yeah Derek <laughs> Lewis did have a fantastic flying knee. He deserves to get extended. I'm glad he got a yeah. new deal at the UFC. Yeah.
1: And how funny it is that he landed that he did that flying knee when Jorge Masvidal was in attendance. I mean it was just meant
2: to be <laughs> like
1: it I'll I'll say this right now. um, Since we didn't get to cover it, that Derek that fight, like, I was like, like, that whole thirty three seconds was just full on adrenaline excitement when he landed that knee. I was like, oh, like, yo, the big boys can really fly.
2: It was awesome. It was just simply awesome.
1: Oh yeah. But I wanted to point that out because of the image that was used in our group chat. Um, Laura was like, you had use, they had used that image, like. "Mm
0: Of all the images, I'm like, <laughs> what? Uh, that's just like using Humpers' image. Doing Jesus. that.
1: <laughs> well, I think he was like mid celebration, so that's probably why he looked like he was doing that.
0: <laughs> 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 but
1: yes, uh, that is all we have in this very short episode. But don't worry, we'll be back next week with an even bigger show because we have a lot to talk about. So, in the meantime. If you have any questions any comments just join our fktc group fktc group chat sorry about that um yeah you can reach us at our podcast page on twitter or x whatever the whatever oh yeah they changed it to x last time we were uh, last before it was twitter the last time we were on but they changed it act x since we've been off the air so um I'm still calling it Twitter, just so everyone knows. Um, yeah, me I, too. Me too. But you can reach us there on our podcast page, Pod, or you can reach us individually, given that it is safe for work, by reaching Laurel at...
0: Rain Basin.
1: Jordan. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Jordan at...
2: Jordan T. Lopez.
1: You can reach me at TIEFLAG I-15. But in the meantime, protect your faces from Laurel's kicks. Protect your necks from my throat cuddles. Watch out for Jordan's flying knees and apparent coughs right now.
2: Yeah, for real. And
0: and what is our number one golden rule? Never leave the decision in the hands of the judges. Mm -mm.
1: And we will see you all next week for UFC 292, which we have Aldermaine Sterling versus Sean O'Malley for the uh, main events and Zhang Weili versus Amanda Lemos for the co-main events and this will be our big podcast so you'll definitely want to tune in for this one but until then we will see you all next week
0: bye peace